Thanks for listening to this teaching from City of Life Church. Check out www.col.tv for more great teachings, service times, and information on upcoming events. Now, let's join the service already in progress. Well, this is, like I said, an amazing time in our church. It's what we affectionately call amongst our team, Blink Mode. I know you've heard a bunch about it. And uh, today we want to spend some time really unpacking what this means, not just as as an event, but what it means as a church and how it fits into our responsibility as Christians. Because we're heading into a big season here. Blink opens September 26th. We've got a few weeks of shows there. And then we go right into Revival Nights, as Pastor Franco said. The first Revival Night is October 9th. So that second week in October kicks off Revival Nights. October 9th is the first one, and then we go through the rest of October with Revival Nights. And it's just going to be what we are believing, a revival in our city. Blink is kind of like this big net that we cast that we are expecting and believing for people who would never, someone say never, never come to church to step into these doors, to experience the hope of Jesus. Blink is for everyone, but it's specifically for people who are far from God. It is a labor of love, and let me tell you, it is a labor. Our team is working so hard right now, but we're doing it, we've been saying this a lot, we're doing it for the one. We're doing it for one person, maybe who has no one believing for them, for maybe someone that has been given up on, someone that doesn't look the part, doesn't fit the part, doesn't belong in church. We're doing it for that person. We're doing it for people who have been, their backs turned had backs turned on them we're doing it for people who've been forgotten because we believe in Jesus there are no lost causes it doesn't matter how bad it looks how dark it looks the story isn't over and so we're doing it for them how many people have never seen Blink and don't really know much about it? You're just like, I'm new to this thing. Okay, great. We're glad that you're all here. So this service is, is going to be crafted kind of uniquely so that we can equip you as a church to, first of all, understand what we're about to navigate, but also how to talk about it, how to, how to verbalize it, because you can reach people that we can't reach. You can, you can connect with people that we have no connection to. Each one of us has a sphere of influence. And so we want to equip you to answer, first of all, the question like, what is Blink. What is Blink? Y'all keep talking about Blink. What is that? And there's a lot of answers. There's a lot of facets to that question, just depending on who you're talking to, how much time you have to talk about it. But what is Blink? So the easiest, like what I've been saying a lot is Blink is the most creative expression that I've ever been a part of. It is this combination of film and stage and dance and design. It is this huge artistic expression of a message that can change a life, of, of, a, of a message that can transform a person. Blink is um, just w- also one of the most fun shows that you could, I think, see because it's, it's this unique combination where you'll see actors on stage and then in the scene they walk off stage and they come up on screen. And so it's like nothing that you've ever quite experienced. It's not quite a movie, not quite a, a, a stage production. It's this hybrid of both that creates this extremely immersive experience. And it's all based on true events. And so just like real life, there's a range of emotions. There's some really scary moments. There's some really funny moments. There's some really emotional moments because that's what real life is. And what we're trying to do in Blink is turn the turn a mirror on what real life is because when we're not if we're not careful the the problem is entertainment amusement it often shuts us down to what our real lives are. Do you know what even the word amusement means? To stop thinking. 
right? Like to a muse, to stop thinking. And so entertainment often numbs us. It, it kind of makes us stop thinking about what is actually going on in our life. But the purpose of Blink is to reflect real life to every person in the room, in the room and cause them to actually think about what's going on here. Life is so much more than just clocking in and clocking out of work. It's so much more than just what comes next. Let me finish school. Let me graduate. Let me pay my bills. There's something really going on here. And what you do in this vapor of time, this blink of time, because life is so short. What you do here, the decisions you make here have an impact on eternity, and you can't wait till tomorrow to make those decisions. Today is the day to make a decision about what you believe, about who you are, and about where you stand. That's the real heart of Blink. And so, in all of that, our hope is that people are awakened to the fact that we don't have time to waste. Tomorrow isn't promised, and life can pass in the blink of an eye. And so, while we have breath in our lungs today, right here, right now, is our responsibility to respond to what Jesus has already done, to the truth of the gospel, and to make a decision about where we stand. And so Blink is, is all of that wrapped up in an amazing performance, and particularly this Blink, it's called The Vanishing, and this installment follows a character named Connor Banks, such a cool character, and uh, she and her team of researchers have been working in a hydroelectric dam in Alaska, and our team was just filming this sequence this weekend, um, and it, it was just, it it's insane what we were able to pull off. I can't, I, I can't wait for you to see it. I know our team can't wait for you to see it. But they are working in this hydroelectric dam and then this global event occurs where billions of the world's population have just vanished from the face of the earth, no trace of them. And they're trying to make sense of what could that be, what could it mean, and they, they watch these plagues start to rip through the earth, people turning on each other, just horrific stuff. And this, this character, Connor, has to wrestle with the fact because she's a brilliant scientist, really strong-willed, amazing character, she has to wrestle with the fact that this could possibly be biblical, which she hates the thought of that. And so it's a, it's a cool story, an amazing setting, and then we have some other stories that kind of want to keep under wraps for you, but it's just, it's going to be absolutely fantastic, and it touches on all the aspects of real life, as I said. And so Blink ultimately is an opportunity. Blink is an opportunity because it gives space, it creates the environment for someone to come face to face with the hope of Jesus. And you never know what can happen in a space like that. We are believing for lives to be changed. We're believing for, for stories to be rewritten. We're believing for testimonies after testimony to come pouring out of blink. And if we had hours here, we could pass around the mic of so many people who have been saved at blink, transformed at blink. I look at Yuli, who's standing up here on the stage, his life and his family personally impacted. And so many other people are here because of what this outreach is. Because like I said, blink is about our city. We want to reach people who no one else is believing for, who no one else is praying for. And so today, I've invited a couple, or we've invited a couple of our pastors to just share with you a few dynamics of what Blink is. Blink is an opportunity. And when you think about how God can touch a life, when you think about how God can touch a, a person and change their story, what testimony really is. We just want to, I've asked Pastor Franco to come and just share a little bit about testimony because I believe it's going to bless you. So buckle in because this dude's a firecracker. But we're going to hear from him. Give him a hand as he comes up. Come on. Hey, well, as, as Pastor Justin mentioned, I get the opportunity today to, to talk a little bit about testimony. And, and I love that our, our mission, part of our mission statement here at City of Life Church is to transform culture through creativity. 
And, and, and I love the fact that blink the vanishing is an effort pursuant to that goal. As we, as we pursue that goal to transform culture through creativity, we get to tell stories. Yeah. And, and I love that blink the vanishing is a, a story telling a story, the story of Jesus Christ. And with that goal in mind, I love getting to be a part of telling stories. You know, Robert McKee is an author, and he is essentially a teacher of storytelling. The people that he has taught storytelling to have gone on to win multiple Oscars, around 60 Oscars. He is a foremost authority when it comes to the idea of story. And he has this to say about them. He says that they are the, the creative expression of life itself. He, he says that it is the currency of human contact. Wow. What I love about that is uh, I, I went with my wife to go see Avengers Endgame. And I'm super weird, and I went at a 7 a.m. showing. Don't ask me why, but I, I, I nerded out, and I absolutely had to go and see the show. I was sitting next to a gentleman that was by himself, again, 7 a.m. showing, by himself, kind of sad. In any case. He was uh, like silently scoffing and criticizing this movie as we were watching it. And every, every uh, you know, hour or so, he would just pfft, like stuff like that. And then at the end, when Black Panther appeared on screen, he did a sudden gasp. He said, pfft. and I was like, wow. Now, when Robert McKee is talking about the power of stories, he's talking about something kind of like Avengers Endgame. He's talking about stories that are grounded in secular thought. But how much more valuable and how much more powerful are stories when Jesus is central to them? How much more powerful are stories when we put Jesus at the center of them? You know, stories in general are powerful. And they have the potential to communicate the truth of Jesus Christ. And let me go a little bit beyond that. Your story is powerful. Your story, as it relates to your encounters with Jesus, are powerful. What I love about that quote is that it's only catching up to the understanding uh, uh, that Jesus had about stories. As a matter of fact, so, so often throughout the Gospels, Jesus is speaking through stories, what we know as parables. And they establish the value of testimony and story in our lives. I love the verse in John 4 where a woman has an encounter with Jesus at a well. And as a result of this personal encounter with Jesus, her life is transformed. Yeah. She then goes into her community, and it says that many people were saved as a result of her testimony. Yeah. Many people came to Jesus and had a personal encounter with Jesus because of her testimony. It wasn't, it wasn't a profound theological conclusion or explanation. It wasn't the fact that they could close their eyes during worship and not need to read the lyrics and sing aloud. It, it was her testimony. Come on. It was her, 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 her meeting and personal encounter with Jesus. How many people here, at, with a show of hands, would say that, that your faith journey has been affected by Blink? That's a lot of people. Come on. And, and even as, as Pastor Justin did such a, a, an amazing job at explaining the, the story of Blink, let me submit to you that there are people that will not walk into this room and experience Blink the Vanishing if you don't tell your story. Come on. There are people that will not have an encounter with Jesus unless you tell your story. Your story has value. Your story has the potential to communicate 
The, the truth of Jesus Christ. Why is your story so powerful? Why, why am, I, am I stressing this point so much? Let me explain it like this. I, I was in the studio editing, and Pastor Jeff was there, and uh, we, we had a moment where I, I looked at this software that he was using, and I love hip-hop music, I love beats and production and stuff like that, and I happened to notice that this software was used by some of the foremost producers. And I asked Pastor Jeff, hey, is it true that you can make beats on this software? And within the span of 25 minutes, he made one of the coolest, funkiest, like 90s uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air beats I had ever heard in my life. <laughs> and in that moment, what he was doing was communicating to me that that could be accomplished, that, that level of skill could be accomplished in my life. So through the practical application, through his testimony, with this software, he was communicating to me that it could be true for me. Yeah. When you tell your testimony, you are, you are living evidence, you are living, breathing evidence of the fact that God is still in the miracle working business. He still has the power to restore families. He still has the power to change things. When you tell your testimony, you are uh, essentially proving to people that it can be accomplished in their life. And, and as I end, I'll remind you of this. There are people that will not walk into this room, that will not have a personal encounter with Jesus if you don't tell your story. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, that's so good. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Pastor Jessica, and if you don't know me, I help lead our School of Ministry program here. And I also have the privilege to lead our elementary um, kids care and get to be with your children every Sunday. But you know, another essential part of what Blink is, is our baptisms. And I want to do a little poll here today. I want to take some time out of my time. And if you have been baptized, maybe it's a few people, through any of our Blink shows, I'd like you to stand up. If you have ever been baptized in any of our Blink shows, come on, come on. It's amazing, it's amazing, thank you. You know, if nobody stood up, I know of at least two people that would be standing today, and that's me and my husband. And you know, Blink truly changed our lives. You know, and before I tell our story, I want you to know that here at City of Life, we believe that baptisms are so important. Yeah. You know, Jesus himself demonstrated the power of baptisms by being baptized himself, yeah. but also declaring that if you want to be saved, you must accept him as your Lord and Savior and be baptized. And so here at City of Life, we take baptism so seriously, you know, and that's why we include them in every single night of our Blink shows. If you've never been to Blink, you are in for one incredible experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Pastor Justin said, we have our live onstage action, we have on screen, we have dancers and our set design. 
But Pastor Jeff and Amy have a vision that does not just stop there. They believe that this show is meant to save souls. And you know, that's why at the end of every show, Pastor Jeff takes the stage and he gives an incredible gospel message, an invitation for people to accept Christ. But then he gives them the opportunity to step outside these doors and be baptized. Can you imagine what that must look like in heaven, what that must look like to Jesus looking down and seeing all of these people giving their lives to him in such an incredible way. And you know, Everett and I, my husband Everett, have pretty incredible testimonies, like what Pastor Franco was saying. You know, eight years ago, in 2011, I would say I hit rock bottom in my life. I was running from God for two straight years and running from the calling of God on my life. I had entertained the party lifestyle. I had experimented in drugs and drinking and partying. And it ended pretty suddenly when I broke my ankle in a freak accident leaving a club one night. And I will say that I truly had to enter into a season of stillness. Not, it's just kind of a joke, but. <laughs> and you know, God arrested my heart in that season and began to speak to me about my real identity. Jessica, that is not who you are. Come on. This is my grace and my mercy that is preventing you from going any further in this lifestyle. Come on. Come on. And you know, I began to come back to church, to home where I felt the presence of God here. And shortly after, Blink came. And I'll never forget it. It was October 2nd, 2011. I sat right back there, and I watched as Pastor Jeff gave that same altar call he did every night before that. And I knew there was no turning back. There was no turning back for me that I had to make the life-changing decision, not just to accept Jesus, but to make an outward decision in front of everybody that this was going to be my life. Come on. Yeah. And you know, my story doesn't stop there. Yes, I gave my life to Jesus, and then two years later, my husband gave his life to Jesus in a pretty transformative way. Yeah, we can give a clap. And I want to talk for a moment about the power of an invitation. Because you see, my husband is what many would call a lost cause. They looked at him and said, there is no way that Everett Reedy is going to step foot into this building. He's had every opportunity to accept Christ. He grew up in this church. His brother-in-law was the youth pastor at this church. His sister served faithfully. His mother served faithfully. Everett was a lost cause if there ever was one. But you know, on September 29th, 2013, there was still some people that prayed for him. There was still some people that believed for him, people in this room. And you know, one person reached out to my husband on Facebook Messenger, and that was Pastor Jeff. And he gave him an invitation to blink that night. And my husband showed up in his lifeguard uniform, And if you don't know, my husband was addicted to cocaine in that season. He was living a lifestyle that was so far removed from the kingdom of God. 
and he showed up Come on. and God rocked his world. And I'll never forget standing outside of those double doors and waiting to see who's going to come out of this building and get submerged in the water. And when Everett Reedy stepped out of that building, an eruption like never before happened. And I believe come on. that heaven was cheering him on. Yeah. But you know, I want to tell you something. What if your invitation could change someone's story? Yes. Come on, I'll say it again. What if your invitation could change someone's story? Because, you know, one invitation has changed the entire trajectory of my life. I'm a different person because of an invitation to blink. I'm a different person because of the invitation that someone gave to my husband to invite him to blink. And what if your invitation could save someone's life, could change their story? Don't hesitate. What if you invite the next Jessica? What if you invite the next Everett? Come on. Don't hesitate. Know that your invitation today could change someone's story. Come on, come on. Woo. I'm crying. We're believing for salvation to just erupt in our county, and it's a miracle. Salvation is a miracle. Sometimes we overlook that. Do you realize week in and week out when we come here to City of Life, and at the end of service when we ask who wants to accept Jesus, and dozens of hands go up, and people are saying yes to Jesus? That is a miracle. May we never overlook that miracle. When people say yes to Jesus, lives are being transformed, destinies are being rewritten. That's eternal. You know, that's why we always emphasize, please don't leave the building in those last few moments. We know you want to go get lunch. We all want lunch. But the greatest miracle that could ever happen is happening right in that moment. We don't want to evacuate when someone's saying yes to Jesus. We want to be present. We want to be standing next to them. We want to be in the room when it happens. And we're believing for Blink to be this miraculous outpouring of salvation. And there's really three parts to this partnership. We are going to do our part as a team on the platform. You have to do do your part personally, and God is going to do his part eternally. A show can't save people. You can't save a person. God is the savior. But we are creating space on the platform. We're creating the event. We're creating the tool. You have to do the personal work to speak to your coworker, your friend, your neighbor. And then together, we both step back and let God do his work. We can't say, but we can get them in the room. We can't say, but we can create the event. We can't say, but we can invite and Facebook message and text and send a letter and create a Facebook event and do whatever we need to do. But God is the one who saves. We're just pointing them to that moment. The power of invitation. I'm not going to call her up here, but Rebecca's in the room. And uh, Rebecca, last, last Blink, invited six, personally got 62 people to come to Blink. 62 people. Because she just went around her office and said, hey, there's this thing that's happening at my church. You've got to be a part of it. Last time I had Rebecca come up on a mic, she was like shaking and super nervous. If a person who's nervous to speak on a mic can get 62 people to come to Blink, where are some of my crazy loudmouth people in the room that can get 500 people in here? Let's use the influence God gave us to invite the power of an invitation. An invitation is giving someone the gift of opportunity. 
without an invitation, they never even have the chance to say yes. And you're like, well, what if they say no? It's not about you if they say yes or no. You're giving them the gift of a chance to say yes. You're giving them the opportunity. And let God deal with the rest. But I want to read to you this powerful text from Romans. Romans, it says this. In Romans 10, 9, it says, And what is God's life-giving message? It is the revelation of faith for salvation, which is the message that we preach. If you publicly declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll experience salvation. The heart that believes in him receives the gift of righteousness of God and then the mouth that gives thanks to salvation. For the scripture encourages with these words, everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. But here we go, verse 12. So then faith eliminates the distinction between Jew and non-Jew, between the in-group and the out-group, between this race and that race, between between male and female, rich and poor, white and brown. It, it eliminates all of those distinctions. So a word of warning, get ready to be very uncomfortable as we dive into Blink, because I guarantee someone will say yes to Jesus that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. For every person in this room, we all have something in us that's a little pride-based, a little religious that says, well, certainly this person can't say yes to Jesus. Get ready because last blink we had prostitutes up here we had drug addicts we had pimps we had every kind of person get ready to be uncomfortable get ready to let some pride die in your life because we are believing there are no lost causes and that you and I said yes to Jesus at one point when it didn't seem to make sense none of us earned our way into salvation it's an open door so get ready because salvation eliminates all of the distinctions he is the same God of every person and he has enough treasures to lavish generously upon all who call him whether we think they deserve it or not he has enough to lavish. But then look, verse 13, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be rescued and experience new life. Verse 14, but how can people call if they haven't yet believed? And how can they believe in one they haven't heard of? And how can they hear of the message of life if there's no one there to proclaim it? And how can the message be proclaimed if if no messenger has been sent? You and I are the messengers. You and I are the ones that get to proclaim. How will they ever hear if no one tells them? And you think, oh, well, I'm nervous. You should be more nervous to stay silent because it's all on you you're in that that job for a reason you're in that school for a reason you're in your family for a reason you are there as a messenger and the messenger cannot stay silent because how will they hear if no one tells them so church in these next few weeks let's go wild sharing the good news of Jesus inviting people to blink telling our story doing our part and then the verse ends with this I love this verse it's says how welcome is the arrival of those proclaiming the joyful news of peace and the good things to come when a messenger walks into the room with good news it lightens up the room it changes the atmosphere by virtue of the good news that you have you can change the atmosphere when you walk in a room and tell your story you can give hope to the hopeless you can give strength to the weak you can proclaim that this is the day of salvation and so there's 
a few things we're asking you to do as a church. Invite people like crazy to Blink. Bring them with you. We have a few things that Pastor Franco talked about in announcements. We have the fill a row deal where you can buy eight tickets and get two. We have the season pass where you can get as many seats as you want every night of the show and just fill them with people from your life. But then we also have those student nights, Thursdays and Fridays. If you're connected to a lot of young people, get them in the room. But more than just getting tickets sold, we want lives to be touched. We want every, every number that we're talking about represents a life. Don't wait till Blink to share the good news. Don't wait till September 26th to start fulfilling your responsibility as a Christian. Jesus didn't tell churches to go and preach the good news and baptize them and make disciples. He told Christians, believers, he told you, he told me as we have an individual responsibility to the Great Commission. Jesus doesn't look at City of Life and say, I wonder if they're doing the Great Commission. He looks at Justin. He looks at Franco. He looks at Amanda. He looks at Kathy. He looks at Charlotte. He looks at individuals and said, are you doing what I told you to do? So let's take our place and fulfill this great charge on our life to go and preach the good news and share the gospel. And then we're going to rejoice together when we see them baptized, when we see their lives transformed. And we want to see our city absolutely shaken with the hope of Jesus. Can you see it with me? Can you believe it with me? Do you believe it's going to happen? Are you willing to do the work to see it happen? This concludes the teaching. If you'd like to support what God is doing here at City of Life, click on the Give button at www.col.tv or text a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. We hope you'll join us again.